Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Breaking news, the missed FBI warning of war at the Capitol. Tonight, the intelligence failure as federal prosecutors reveal hundreds could be charged. Crimes ranging from trespassing to felony murder. The manhunt ramps up with more arrested, including this son of a Brooklyn judge and the Georgia dad allegedly caught with an assault rifle and a hundred rounds of ammunition. The U.S. District Attorney calling the Capitol grounds essentially a crime scene. Even if you've left D.C., agents from our local field offices will be knocking on your door. And why was this Olympic gold medalist raiding the Capitol and wearing his Team USA jacket? No apology. President Trump says he's not to blame for inciting the mob. But on Capitol Hill, the breaking news. Republican Liz Cheney backs impeachment. As Majority Leader Mitch McConnell reportedly tells associates the president committed impeachable offenses. New deadly threats for inauguration, including a plan to surround the Capitol, White House and Supreme Court and kill lawmakers and the threats tonight to all 50 states. New vaccine rules, more doses released as all Americans 65 and over or with pre-existing conditions are considered eligible to get their shot. The Met Stadium in New York will become a mega vaccine site. But in Alabama, this mega crowd could become a super spreader. And the labor of love. How one man's generosity helps the community ride together. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with some breaking news and it is a bombshell. Tonight, the third highest ranking Republican in the U.S. House, Liz Cheney, is breaking with her party, saying she will vote to impeach President Trump tomorrow because she says there has, quote, never been a greater betrayal by a president of his office and oath. Now, Cheney's decision will no doubt open the floodgates for Republicans, all but assuring that Mr. Trump will become the only president to be impeached twice. At the same time tonight, federal agents say the investigation into Wednesday's assault has become extensive and fast moving. CBS News has learned FBI headquarters was warned the day before the attack that supporters of President Trump were planning what they called a war. Now, that bulletin written by an FBI field office in Virginia laid out specific threats, including that, quote, Congress needs to hear glass breaking and doors being kicked in. Well, investigators are now pouring through more than 100 thousand digital videos and other evidence while rounding up and charging 70 people across the country so far. Now, for his part, the president is showing no remorse, refusing to take any responsibility for inciting Wednesday's violent riots and calling a second impeachment a witch hunt. Well, we've got a lot of new reporting on all of this tonight. We've got our team standing by to cover it all. CBS's Nancy Cordes is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Capitol Hill. Good evening, Nancy. What a series of events. It sure is, Nora. Congresswoman Liz Cheney is a member of Republican leadership, and so her support for impeachment is sure to influence others, as will this news from the Senate's Republican leader, Mitch McConnell, who has reportedly told associates that impeachment could help his party get past President Trump. First, though, tonight the House is voting to urge the use of the 25th Amendment to remove President Trump from office right away. House members on the verge tonight of casting an unprecedented vote, calling on Vice President Pence, quote, to declare what is obvious to a horrified nation, that the president is unable to successfully discharge the duties and powers of his office. Can you imagine any other president in our history uh, encouraging and fomenting uh, mob violence? In a virtual debate earlier today, Republicans didn't argue that the president is fit for office. It was a horrific day. Instead, they said Democrats are just kicking Mr. Trump on his way out the door. You won the presidency. You you have a controlling vote in the Senate. You have a majority in the House. Why continue this? Traveling in Texas, President Trump said his vice president would never push him out. The 25th Amendment is of zero risk to me, but will come back to haunt Joe Biden. But he likely won't avoid being impeached for a second time tomorrow. And this time, a smattering of Republicans will vote yes, including the third-ranking Republican in the House, Liz Cheney of Wyoming, who said the president could have immediately and forcefully intervened to stop the violence. He did not. Many members tell us they are still shaken by last week's events. California's Norma Torres recounted a 27-second call with her son. All I could say, sweetheart, I'm okay. I'm running for my life. At least three of her Democratic colleagues have now tested positive for COVID after sheltering in a secure room last week with nearly a dozen House Republicans who refused to wear masks. It's more than arrogance. It's more than contempt. Uh, it is you know, a desire to cause injury to others. 
And so there is a new rule for tonight's vote. Any member who does not wear a mask on the House floor will be fined $500 for the first offense, $2,500 for the second offense to be deducted directly from their pay. Because this has been a problem, Nora, for nearly a year now. That crackdown as the coronavirus spreads. Thank you, Nancy. Tonight, the acting U.S. attorney for D.C. says the public will be shocked when it learns all the details from the assault on the Capitol. Also shocking, new reporting that the FBI received a very specific warning before the riot. Let's bring in CBS's Jeff McGays, who's been reporting all day. Good evening, Jeff. Nora, that FBI notice warned of war at the Capitol, but for some reason, security wasn't stepped up there to meet the challenge that that attack would pose. A day before the insurrection, the FBI document highlighted an online thread discussing specific calls for violence to include being ready to fight. Congress needs to hear glass breaking, doors being kicked in, and blood from their BLM and Pantifa slave soldiers being spilled, the memo said. Get violent. Go there ready for war. We get our president or we die. Today, the FBI insisted that the warnings were taken seriously. We um, briefed that within 40 minutes to our um, law enforcement partners, our federal, state, and law enforcement partners. Today, a senator released a photograph of a man wanted in connection with an assault on an officer. Five people died, including Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. So far, the FBI has opened about 160 investigations across the country, some of which could lead to charges of sedition or conspiracy. We're looking at everything, money, travel records, uh, looking at disposition, movement, communication records. So no resource related to the FBI or the U.S. Attorney's Office will, will be unchecked. Just released on a $100,000 bond, the son of a Brooklyn judge. This image of Aaron Mostovsky went viral. In it, he's wearing a police officer's ballistic vest and clutching an officer's riot shield. There have been numerous arrests. Cleveland Meredith Jr. was arrested with an assault rifle, handgun, hundreds of rounds of ammunition, and steroids. Also pictured in the crowd, Cleet Keller, a former U.S. Olympian who won swimming medals in three summer games. During the riot, he wore a team jacket with USA printed on the back. Today, members of Congress received briefings about what's to come before next week's inauguration. Some called it chilling. They were informed of potential plans for a plot to surround the White House, Capitol, and Supreme Court to block Democrats from taking control. All law enforcement agencies involved, they're going to have to, uh, you know, step up their game and, and make sure that uh, every potential threat is run down. Fences are going up around Washington, reinforcing security. And CBS News has learned that law enforcement is following leads and in working investigations in more than 30 states. A memo was sent today from the Joint Chiefs of Staff to all members of the military, reminding them that their mission is to support and defend the Constitution and also confirming for them that their next commander-in-chief will be the 46th president, Joe Biden. Nora. Jeff Begays, thank you. Well, today, the president left the White House to fly to Texas to mark completion of just a small section of his border wall. But he could not escape his dwindling support among Republicans and even corporate America. Here's CBS's Ben Tracy. 
Mr. President. Defiant until the end. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. President Trump now claims there was nothing wrong with what he said last week that incited the assault on the Capitol. It's been analyzed and people thought that what I said was totally appropriate. That is obviously not true, given Democrats are set to impeach the president and many members of his own party say he is at least partially responsible for what his supporters did after he told them this. We fight like hell, and if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. President Trump is taking no responsibility. Be careful what you wish for. Instead, trying to tout his achievements with a visit to the border wall in Texas today. CBS News has learned that during a heated phone call with Republican House Leader Kevin McCarthy Monday night, the president blamed the violence at the Capitol on Antifa. But McCarthy pushed back, telling the president it was his supporters, not Antifa. We believe in the rule of law, not in violence or rioting. The president is attempting to distance himself from what is now the defining event of his one-term presidency. He's dismissing an historic second impeachment the same way he did the first one just 13 months ago. The impeachment hoax is a continuation of the greatest and most vicious witch hunt in the history of our country. But the fallout is severe. His job approval now ties his all-time low of 33%. Deutsche Bank, his primary lender for decades, which he owes $300 million, is reportedly severing ties with him. And both Walmart and General Motors today suspended donations to Republicans who backed the president's call to vote against Biden's certification. Unlike when President Trump was impeached last year, CBS News has learned that the White House is not planning to mount any sort of significant defense this time around. The few White House aides that are left here are demoralized and simply trying to get through the next week. Nora. Ben Tracy, thank you. Tonight, National Guard troops have been activated in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Ohio as state capitals across the country are beefing up their security following an FBI warning of possible armed protests leading up to the inauguration. We get more now from CBS's Mark Strassman. Intimidation by design. The Texas State Capitol building today resembled an armed camp. Workers in Madison, Wisconsin, boarded up ground floor windows of the state legislature. It is not safe for members of the public to gather at the Capitol. In Washington state, skittish lawmakers moved online. Outside, a man carrying an AR-15 screamed at media members. We're done with them, we're done with you. This image, widely trafficked online, urges an armed march on all state capitals January 17th. The worry? Violence could be more widespread than battleground states in the crosshairs of protesters for weeks. And it goes beyond state capitals. It goes to government facilities, federal facilities, city halls across the country. Last month, several dozen protesters breached the Oregon State Capitol building, angry about COVID restrictions. Armed protesters invaded Michigan's legislature last May, now banned there, openly carrying weapons inside. But concealed carry is still allowed. Lawmakers everywhere have to adjust, like Georgia State Representative Karen Bennett. I'm being uh, mindful of my environment. I am looking around. I am avoiding being uh, alone. At 50 state capitals on high alert, no one wants to feel alone. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta. 
Tonight, the Trump administration is asking states to speed up delivery of COVID shots. So far, more than 9 million Americans have had a COVID shot, while about twice that many doses are still sitting in freezers. We get more now from CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. Tonight, a new travel warning. The CDC now requiring all airline passengers to test negative for COVID before they can enter the U.S. Also tonight, Operation Warp Speed planning to move the COVID vaccine even faster. We are releasing the entire supply we have for order by states rather than holding second doses in physical reserve. The new focus will be on those age 65 and older and those with pre-existing conditions. But HHS Secretary Alex Azar says distribution isn't the only issue. We have too much vaccine sitting in freezers at hospitals with hospitals not using it. In California, more than 3 million vaccines have already been received. Just a quarter of those doses have been administered. Help could soon arrive from mega sites, large venues soon to be serving up mass vaccinations like New York's City Field and amusement parks like Disneyland. Texas opened its vaccine mega site, but while 140,000 have signed up for the vaccine, we won't even quite get to 14,000. Frustration also in New York City. This website, it just keeps loading, keep loading. So when you try to secure appointment, it doesn't go anywhere. In Alabama, cases and hospitalizations continue to spike amid what could turn into the largest super spreader event as jubilant University of Alabama fans packed the streets of Tuscaloosa. The crisis has hit an inflection point, says Baylor University doctor Peter Hotez. We can't make excuses anymore. We can't come up small again. Our last hope is to vaccinate our way through this. Disneyland will open its parking lot for vaccines on Friday, and sites like this are critical across the country. Only around 150,000 people have been fully vaccinated since the rollout began last month, Nora. That's why there are those changes tonight. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. Tonight, sources tell CBS News that former Michigan Governor Rick Snyder is expected to face charges in the Flint water scandal. The city's water was contaminated with lead in 2014. Snyder has been accused of mishandling the crisis and covering up the dangers of the water supply. The city and state agreed last summer to pay nearly $650 million to Flint residents the concern about the children in that city. A second trial to convict President Trump, if he's impeached, likely would not start until after Joe Biden is sworn in as president, complicating efforts to push through his agenda. So what does the Biden team think of all this? CBS's Sunday morning's Jane Pauley sat down with Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. They're going for impeachment, and Joe Biden is focused on the first 100 days don't get in the way of that. Can you have it both ways? What do, you, what do you say to your colleagues on the Hill? What do you say to uh, Joe Biden? Well, I'm obviously with Joe, and um, for a lot of reasons. And I think everybody has got to play in position. As an incoming administration, our first priority has to be to get control of this pandemic and get people back to work and get kids back to school. And that's our focus. You clearly are for or not for impeachment? uh, That the Congress is going to make its decision. Yeah. Jane's interview with Vice President-elect Harris and her husband, Doug Emhoff, will air on CBS Sunday morning. What's more valuable than cash, more precious than gold? CBS's Chip Reed found the answer in a garage in Maryland. 
This past April, Rick Jackson helped a neighbor who was looking for someone to fix the brakes on his daughter's bicycle. Fixed it up, he took it back, and she was thrilled, and he was thrilled, and it's just mushroom. So far, this avid cyclist and retired mathematician has fixed more than 650 bikes for friends, neighbors, even strangers. Jackson charges nothing for this labor of love, but says he gets a lot in return, especially the looks on children's faces when they see their old bikes transformed. When you look at this bike, what do you see? Well, I see a thing of beauty to be. If you clean off the dirt from the tires, put new uh, handle grips on, before you know it, it will be something that will just delight the heart of some little girl someplace. One dad sent Jackson this text. Thank you for the wonderful gift today. We had a great daddy-daughter bike ride, and she was all smiles. That's the kind of thing that makes my day. That's your reward. That's my reward. And during times like these, there might be no better reward than the smile of a child. Chipri, CBS News, Potomac, Maryland. Rick's going to be very busy after airing this piece. Tomorrow on CBS News, we'll have live coverage of the impeachment vote in the House as President Trump is expected to become the first president ever impeached twice. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell right here in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.